0: At the, Making sure we're recording.
1: Yeah, I know. All right.
0: Welcome as, to What Difference Does It Make?
1: As I'm talking. Okay, well, I'll make sure. You seem to be louder than me. Welcome to What
0: Difference
1: I Does It Make? Well, see, I, I know. I've got like this. I, I got to pump it up a little. I got to. No, you're very mellow. That's your I know. role. I know. You're I'm Zen. The, I, <laughs> is that my role? Yes. I'm the Zen master. Yes, you are. All right. Wow.
0: And I'm the wiry, coffee, injected <laughs> Bah, bah,
1: bah, bah. sure <laughs> there we go that's that's why it works so well
0: yes yeah
1: all right well so we got uh that's why we do this thing this podcast that we call
0: what difference does it make
1: yay we're talking all things 80s and right now we're talking uh the year 1982
0: it was a good year
1: yes it was a good year it
0: was a great year for music it yeah. was a fun year for music
1: should I, take the, dispute me? No. Should, I, should I take the opposite viewpoint?
0: No, you should not.
1: Oh, no, because I will not win that. Oh. Because clearly it was a great year, and that's why we're taking so long to discuss all this <laughs> stuff.
0: Well, we're getting we're getting close to the end. We are at number 30.
1: There we go. We're so close. Uh, but yeah, so there's some uh, good songs and some su- surprising songs on this list. This is a list we're going off of That's uh, that K-Rock put out in, at the end of 1982 of the, all their favorite songs. Um, that Here. were played in, in the order that Freddie Snakeskin so bequeathed. Uh, this is these are the songs that you that represent 1982. Um, then in 2018, Gay Rock put out a new list with some songs that, that were left off. Um, so just they they released the top 80 of 1982. They
0: reevaluated, and, they reevaluated and they they and like, the list down from 106.7 songs to 80 songs.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, Freddie, you were wrong on this one. You were wrong on this one.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You know, when you think about that, there's too much time for hindsight for them to be doing it at the end of the year is appropriate. Doing it 30 years later? I'm not sure. Over 30 years later. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, I guess it's based on, um, well, yeah, based on research and uh, songs oh, research, that, yeah, things that were songs that were played over and over yeah. and over again that, that K Rock played, and um, apparently some of these songs did not do as well as others. And so um, on this list, there are two songs that are no longer on the K Rock list. Okay, but we're still going to talk about them.
0: I think I've got them.
1: I'm sure you will. For this one,
0: I think it's probably the first one.
1: Yes, indeed. All right. Well, let's get right into it.
0: Number 30.
1: Number 30, uh, King Crimson, Heartbeat.
0: (laughs) King Crimson has appeared on on a lot, you know, at a lot of points in 1982.
1: Freddie is crazy for King Crimson. But actually, there's a lot of King Crimson news right now, crazily enough. Their music is finally streaming. Excellent. So you could finally hear. For King
0: Crimson fans.
1: Yes. If you want to hear Heartbeat, you can... uh, you can actually hear it. Well, uh, you can uh, hear
0: it on our Spotify playlist for you, sure.
1: For uh, sure. Well, now you now. can. Out. Right. It used to be I had to play like a live version or something else, but now they're, all their albums are out because it's they're celebrating their 50th anniversary, I think. They're touring this uh, year. It's exciting Excellent. for King Crimson fans.
0: Excellent. <laughs>
1: and yeah. for people to rediscover this music because yeah. uh, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, I went to a King Crimson show. There were not a lot of kids at that show. <laughs> i wouldn't think so <laughs> this is not yeah this and even you know even adults are like you know I, I don't think they bring their kids like oh this is music that you have to hear so no. it's yeah i think this is something that needs to be discovered by you know by accident by yeah by yeah kind of osmosis or you know yeah. that's how people are discovering music i mean yeah. if you like this or putting it on play putting it on spotify playlists
0: yep. and
1: just kind of remembering uh or you know like oh I like this band. Here's something that might be You may like this. Yeah. So yeah, as uh, as I was listening do you like the, did you listen to the song Heartbeat? Do you uh
0: yeah. I I mean did I listen to it back then or did I listen to it this as we were getting no, ready did for the episode? Do you remember this song? Yeah, I or, do. Okay. You?
1: Yeah. And actually, I just watched the video, which was kind of funny. <laughs> it- of did you see the video? No, I didn't okay. watch
0: the video, but it leads to. It, tell me about the video, and then it's I'll...
1: weird because yeah, I don't think King Crimson made many videos. This one is totally eighties, of course, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, it's you know Robert Fripp is the guitarist, so he's kind of the main character <laughs> in the in this thing, and he's. It starts off. He's at a. He's in a. Like this, it's so funny. It's like this empty office building, and he's he's drawing a picture of this woman, and then it it goes into the, you know, live version of this woman. But then there's other, like, you remember, like the uh-huh. movie? you remember the movie? No, no, not like that. But remember Black and White, you know, where you saw everyone kind of switch faces? Yep. All right. So there, this was in this video, which was kind of, they just superimposed a lot of different women, meaning that maybe he, he might be thinking of this woman, but he's been through a lot of women or something, or he's thinking of other women. I don't know. It was okay. Just, it was in tone. It feels like a Roxy music song, you know, because it's Robert Fripp. It's it's not as romantic as, as a Roxy music song. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, this one wasn't one of my favorite songs. It was just kind of funny just seeing these 80s videos. Yeah.
0: But it's funny. You know what you say about the faces. We we were just discussing this off camera. Yeah. Off mic.
1: Where's there's a camera?
0: About the Where's... street, about about um themes, you know. Oh, yeah. so the, you know, in, in each episode, we seem to find a few songs that are connected in some random way. Well, this song was the, the face that what you're talking about in the video, and I'll have to go back and rewatch it. But they, they said that it's an early example of the technique that Godly and Cream used in in Cry and also in Michael Jackson's Black and Black or White.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, so the one that we – yeah, we discussed yeah. Godly and Cream in last episode. Exactly. And uh, yeah, okay. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm going to go back and watch the video. Sorry. I guess I didn't do my, my full no, research. No, that's, okay. that's okay. You're not really missing listen.
1: anything by watching the video, but it, it yeah. has that 80s feel to it. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of Roxy Music – the, that's on number 29, The Space Between.
0: Yeah, from Avalon, yes, which th- we love.
1: Which we love. And Brian Ferry is touring, celebrating Avalon this year. Yay! Um, so, yeah, if you want to uh, see him. I do. August 29th at the Greek. All and right. my
0: favorite venue. So, yes and yes.
1: Okay. Let's make it. Uh, we'll be there. Let's okay. Good.
0: Let's make a date. Nice. Could this be the song that fell off?
1: No. Hmm. I'm shocked. Well, because Avalon, I think.
0: Yeah, because Avalon exactly. Avalon, eighth and final studio album. Yeah. Bummer.
1: Bummer. Hey, Brian Ferry is still kicking on putting out music. Good, good yeah. stuff. I just, uh, I actually just listened to. Um, he's got this album called Bittersweet. It's his sixteenth solo record. Wow. Um, and that that came out this year. And it's uh, it's actually pretty good. Very uh, theatrical. And, you know, he still sounds great. Yeah. Um, yes, he does. Yeah. So that was it was actually uh, nice to hear. Like, OK, I you know, when you go to shows now of artists of a certain age, like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be this. Yeah. You know, it's going to feel the same. I mean, just judging from what I've heard from this last album, I think this, this yeah. could be interesting and fun to uh, fun to hear. Yeah.
0: That's funny to think about, too. Are we looking for it to feel the same or are we looking for it to feel an updated version of what we felt?
1: I don't know. What do you you go to? I mean, we all go to nostalgia. You know, yeah. you know these art, we see artists of from a certain time. Do you how do you feel about what does that make you feel like when you see when you see the cure or the mode? Does that make you? Do you go back to your room in 1982 and think about uh, you know what's I do you know, those feelings or, I do, know. but
0: I think mostly I'm in the moment enjoying you know especially with The Cure who I thought sounded, it live they sounded great his voice I thought sounded wonderful like it hadn't you know his voice didn't seem to have taken a hit at all, um, watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame though did you watch it Oh you did Yeah I have
1: not seen that yet yeah. and Roxy Music of course is on yeah. there I haven't watched them yet. Oh, okay, yeah. but yeah, they also inductees. Yeah, yeah, this year.
0: I, I'll be curious. We we watched because it's a long show. What I watched so far: Stevie Nicks and and the Cure and the Cure. Um, I mean, Robert Smith was so humble and he's charming, but you can see that he's more comfortable singing than he is talking to yeah. to an audience. Um, but he, you know, looking at him and he is. I I looked this up as we were watching. He's sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's only. He's a few years older than we are, yeah. <laughs> a handful of years older. I, 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 there's nothing negative I, I ever want to say about The Cure because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. number one fan. His his look, it's the same look, let's just say, as as when he was, the same look he's sporting as when he was younger. Right. And he could have evolved. I, I don't know if it's that, not evolved. He totally evolved. I'm, you
1: think just, uh, just his theatrical look? yeah if it, had, if, it, if it had if it adjusted it too
0: yeah i wouldn't have minded it wouldn't have bothered me i wouldn't have said because the music sounds the same and it sounds great to me but if he if his if the visuals had evolved had um sure you know with age it wouldn't have bothered me i wouldn't have felt like oh i wish you know i'm not getting you know right what i what i remembered
1: it would be yeah uh, you know what i'm my saying my thoughts immediately go to boy george um, it would be weird if Boy George still had the that look of you know those dreadlocks, yeah, and, you know that that weird look. But he's he's changed his look a number yeah. of times and still accepted as the way he is. So um, I obviously Robert Smith is very comfortable with the way he looks and, yeah. and that look, and that's fine as he should, we, as he should be. Right, that's his,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's his I, choice. I guess that's the point worse. was you
0: you asked me if I was looking, you know, if I if it takes me back seeing him or hearing the that's band, a, it takes me back. You know, am I mm-hmm. remembering? I think it wouldn't have mattered. I think that if he didn't look like he did back then, I'm really. It's about the. It's more about the music for me.
1: Does it take you out of it because he looks
0: the same as he, he looks an yeah. older version?
1: Yeah, of what you remember. I mean, if he had changed his look, you know, like like Boy George or Madonna, yeah. it's kind of you know she you know, everyone always kind of updates their what yeah. their look with their look, and Robert Smith is stuck with he's, he's consistent. He's very consistent with his yeah. look.
0: No, I love, I, I, it wouldn't have taken me. I, 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 w- I could have gone either way, but I was surprised. Yeah. Even though I'd seen him, you know, last year. I don't know. Maybe I was just so into the music that I wasn't paying such close attention, which I guess is probably also good.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's true. I don't know. So we're talking Roxy Music, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, I wondered how we got on The Cure.
1: That's all right. That's so fine. Brian and, Ferry. Uh, yeah, and, Roxy, and and Brian Ferry still uh, has that crooner look about him. Yeah. And so that, and that, that's, not, that's, that works. And he, you know, obviously yeah. you can age in. That's a look that you can age into. And he he's done very well as a, someone now in his 70s who's, uh, who's yeah. still doing it.
0: It wasn't trendy. That was just his look.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it works. It works for him for yeah. sure. Definitely. Sorry about my Robert Smith legend. That, that's
1: quite all right. No worries. <laughs> that's why we do this. Feel free to edit. No, not at all. All right. Number uh, 28, The Gang of Four. I Love a Man in a Uniform.
0: From Songs of the Free.
1: You still remember this song? Absolutely. Do you think uh, K-Rock remembers this song? I do. They do.
0: Yeah, this was a big K-Rock hit.
1: Yes, still is. Still yeah. Still is a, a vital song. This is another band that still puts out records.
0: Yeah, they do. They, well, they, they stopped and started, I think. Yeah, they, they,
1: as bands do.
0: Yeah. They stopped a little in the 80s, and they, they actually, different different constellations of the band recorded two studio albums in the 90s, and then between 2004 and 2006, the original lineup reunited. And as of 2013, uh, Andy Gill, the guitarist, the sole original member.
1: Which is usually the case. It's usually one guy. Yeah. Takes the lead. As, as we know, yes. With the, yeah. With all bands.
0: Yeah. They're great. I love their sound. I love their, I yeah. like the name.
1: Yeah. And it's bands, you know, some of my favorite bands, R.E.M. and Nirvana, you know, cite them as a, this band as an influence and just, the, the, yeah, just their sound and uh, uh, lyrically and musically. Yeah. You know, kind of a a blueprint on, on how to, uh, how to create uh, compelling music.
0: They're arty, political. Also, Kurt Cobain cited also, and the Chili Peppers, Flea specifically, hmm. at single, he says that they were the single most important influence on their early music.
1: I, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that, uh, yeah, you listen to Gang of Four and they have that heavy yeah. bass sound. Well, post-punk. Yeah. But I mean, that's, it's it's like I think the, the bass Kind of plays The guitar part Which is kind of How Flea operates
0: Yeah so. I would never have Thought to put it
1: like that But I think you're right Yeah There you go Leaders And funk Influencer. Funk and, yeah
0: that does some funk A band, process. Yeah
1: A band that hopefully Will still be discovered By new generations uh, That yeah. I don't know Because they This is a band That will not Make it into The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Yeah um, So
0: we'll have to Force feed our kids
1: Yeah Pretty much
0: Yeah <laughs> Something like that
1: you're enjoying the What Difference Doesn't Make podcast, but we're going to take a break right now
0: we'll be right back.
2: Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you.
1: told you we'd be back here we go all right uh going into 27 a band that uh, i think their legacy will be carried on forever and ever
0: <laughs> pretty sure and i think i don't know how many songs they've had on the countdown but this is uh duran duran hungry hungry like the wolf from rio
1: yeah we talked about a song that was from their debut album and uh, that was girls on film and now uh be- <laughs> this is this is from their second album same year this was uh it's just craziness that uh you know duran duran is all over these charts with, yeah. with two two separate albums so yeah hungry like a wolf uh, of course it's still on the k-rock charts yes is this where's this uh in the in the duran duran uh canon where is this uh where do you put this
3: song
0: it isn't my fa- my personal favorite song uh but it did go to number three here number five in the uk I guess at the time, probably over, you know, because I've listened to it so much over the years, or you hear it so much over the years, it just became like, not like wallpaper. I mean, I like the song, but it's def- definitely not my favorite. This was the one with, we had talked about Girls on Film before winning the best short form video uh, in 1984, but it was given both Hungry Like the Wolf and Girls on Film together. Yeah. In 1984. And do, do you remember the video? Yeah. Well,
1: Is that the crazy, there's. Some sort of uh, woman chasing after them in, in makeup and in the in the woods and they're running away. And
0: well, he's, it's funny. He says the 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 lyrics were inspired by Little Red Riding Hood, uh, feet, you know, with the big bad wolf. But the video is was loosely based on the movie Apocalypse Now with hmm. the rest of the band searching for Simon Le bon in an exotic locale. And it was actually shot in Sri Lanka.
1: Well, yeah, that's the same with um, Rio.
0: Wasn't Rio the one that was shot in the Bahamas?
1: Oh, I thought the okay, that could be. I thought they, I thought they filmed all these places, all these videos at once in the same place.
0: They filmed a few in the same place, but I'm not. I think that one was actually in the Bahamas. I think. So the director of this video, do you know? Is Russell Mulcahy? No, I who's that? I guess he that? was their go-to director. Well, he directed uh, the very first video on MTV.
1: Oh, okay. So that's uh, yeah, video killed the radio star. Yeah, yeah. Rio was filmed in Antigua.
0: Oh, okay. Antigua. I said Bahamas.
1: Okay, And so and Hungry Like the Wolf was filmed in
0: Uh, Sri Lanka.
1: Sri Lanka. Okay, I could not. Could you place any of those on the map?
0: Yes, of course I can. Can
1: you? I can't. Where is that? Where? Show me. Not show me, but tell me approximately if I'm if I'm getting in a plane, am I flying east or west? (laughs) Which way am I flying? Well, it depends. All right. Okay. Let's say I'm in Los Angeles.
0: I'm going. Are you gonna make me sure? I'm gonna I'm gonna post a map of Sri Lanka.
1: You should. You, <laughs> n- you never know where I'm gonna ask. You me, know You know it's in
0: Asia. I know you, you you know that.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Oh, okay. It, it, the, in Indian Ocean, the southeast tip of India.
1: Okay. Uh, near right, the so Bay of fly, Bengal. All right. So we'll fly. We fly west probably. Yeah. Go I'm over pff- to stop in Hawaii for a little bit and then uh, <laughs> and, then head to Sri Lanka.
0: Yeah. I'm planning that right
1: now for you. Okay. That's good. We should do, yeah. Why don't we do a Duran Duran. uh, Like uh, a a Duran Duran. I wonder if they do
0: that. A tour of, of, you know, all the Duran Duran locales where they shot videos.
1: Sure. That'd be fun. (laughs) Go on a boat and stand up on a boat and sing songs. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. Let's, let's do that. I like, I like this plan. Okay. I'm excited about this plan. So
0: should we go on hiatus so we can start our. Yeah, for sure. Or we'll go live, live from Duran Duran locations. Going live. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Uh, and then we can play a little bit of this, this song. Because yes. this makes me think of the islands because it's got uh, marimbas and sax. But yeah. Probably my favorite song with marimbas and sax. Is that true? I can't think of one other song. <laughs> I uh,
0: love this. This right. is uh, number 26 is Haircut 100.
1: Love Plus One.
0: Yes. From Pelican West.
1: That's more than I know. All I know is it had uh, marimbas and sax and it's... Uh, a nice, a nice song. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it and
0: makes you feel like makes you want to
1: makes you feel like the island. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you need to be on the islands and having a pina colada or something.
0: Yeah. Yes. Show you know it. Nick Hayward was only 20 when this song came out. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, he looked young. If,
1: if you look at the video, yeah, he looks super young. Yeah. Even Everyone then, looked young. Well, yeah, he did, too.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> that's funny. As critics said, because because he was only 20, he and and he was using love as a theme for most of their songs. So they felt like because he was so young, his reference points for loves were undeveloped. <laughs> that's a critic. Site. Again,
1: that's funny. As we've discussed, you know, you're just a kid. What do you know?
0: Yeah. What do you know? You, yeah.
1: You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: funny. So, so, um, so besides the sax and marimbas, yes, there was steel drum and bongos.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Steel. drum. Yeah. Exactly. Of, so, yeah. Feeling like the islands. I like this. Me too. All right. Let's, is it summertime? Let's, uh, Time to head to the beach.
0: I think it's officially summertime. I
1: think by the time this airs, it's going to be summer.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true.
1: You, your mind has gone off. To the, you're like already on the beach.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, your I'm toes actually toes in the
1: sand, listening to Haircut One Hundred. <laughs> just kind of... one.
0: No, I'm actually I'm I'm looking at all this uh, Nick Hayward stuff, and I. Uh...
1: Do you know his? Uh, are you familiar with his single like that song Kite? You know that one? That was like a song in the in the nineties. I don't it actually made it onto the alt rock charts. I, don't I think remember. it was like uh, can you sing maybe as maybe? I saw that made it up to number four on the alt rock charts in '93. Oh, the song "Kite." You remember that?
0: I don't remember the song, but I remember him. I can picture him as a solo artist, but yeah. I can't remember. Can you sing? Nope. I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm gonna. That's a good song. Right. Maybe you can include it just for, as a bonus track.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fun okay so we're done with uh, haircut 100 we're going that uh, wow. we're going or done with uh, the islands and and all that and going to the uk and for adamant go ahead you got something else
0: no i just want to say i'm guessing that love plus one remained on the k-rock top Eight. oh
1: yes for sure yeah
0: okay so yeah number six uh i'm sorry number 25
1: <laughs> yes number 25 uh adamant goody two shoes
0: goody two goody two
1: all right so i watched the video and all of a sudden i it it would never occurred to me, but then it was obvious. You don't drink. You don't smoke. What do you do? Right. She, she likes to get busy. She does. Oh. She likes, she likes, she likes loving, but it's, first of all, it's, it's Adamant being sexy and, you know, doing, well, you know, it he can't help the, himself. Yeah. He starts, you know, scene opens with him, um, waking up, you know, without a shirt and then you know, just doing his little. easy dances but throughout this you know being adamant and being a celebrity and he keeps he's being interviewed by this reporter in glasses and you know being covered up you know just kind of demure and you know like this sexy librarian or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he's he's just flirting around with her the whole time but then it's obvious like oh you don't drink you don't smoke what do you do well yes you you like subtle innuendo oh you like to get down well, that's what the video suggests. You know, the the video cuts. She's whipped off the glasses yeah. and the hair is flowing, and then you know they're getting together, and then Adam Ant's butler is lo- trying to look in to see what's going on. like, oh. Go, oh my god, so oh yeah.
0: Okay, well you know and that's that, what she does. That does seem to be. I wonder if this is based in in truth. That because he, he was pretty private, he was pretty private. He liked to keep his personal life private. He said by the 80s his only vice was sex, no drugs, alcohol, or even cigarettes. So it led to predictable questions from the press, wondering if he didn't drink or smoke. Then what did he do exactly?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was a song about himself, but in the video he turns it in back then. It was probably more appropriate to have <laughs> instead of have, Adam, instead of Adam be yeah instead of Adam being the you know because he was not his persona was not demure and you know oh yeah not, not me I don't do this thing <laughs> that was not Adam I mean he's in this video he's being very cheeky and dancing and you he's know. pretty cheeky
0: in all of his videos yeah that's true
1: that's that's exactly right but that's that's what's going on in this thing yeah it was kind of fun to watch though as i find myself enjoying all adamant videos oh,
0: i'm like i'm happy to hear that
1: strangely enough yes it's a lot more fun than the king crimson uh, heartbeat <laughs> video
0: yeah i would know that without even watching the king crimson
1: indeed okay here we go 24 another cheeky dancer sexy guy
0: oh yeah billy idol white wedding from his self-titled 1982 album billy idol indeed well i think that was i repeated myself it was (laughs) self-titled and you knew what the name of the album was this is funny so this this is not um you know the lyrics to the song but the song (laughs) it's not about his actual little sister that little sister is slang for girlfriend. Oh, okay. So he's actually singing about a girl who loves marrying someone else while he still loves her.
1: Really? Yes.
0: But he did have a sister who was getting married, and he explained that, at his, that his sister's wedding simply gave him the idea for the song. you buying this?
1: <laughs> I will buy it, sure.
0: <laughs> yes. Of course. You know, I, I... Go ahead. I, how I feel about Billy Idol, that I... I'm sure I shared this show, this story on the podcast at some point about seeing Billy Idol. My first, what was our first year of college? Mine was 1983. Okay. I went to see him at the Palladium and it was the first show I remember. And I've been, we've been to a lot of, a lot of live shows in our time, but I was screaming for him at the top of my lungs and, and dancing with a girlfriend and it, I, I When I think back now, so the first concert I ever saw ever was the Bay City Rollers when I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember screaming, you know, like right. girly screaming at the top of my lungs. I did the same thing at Billy Idol at that yeah. show.
1: I really don't understand what it is about the screaming, but it's, I mean, yeah, girls love to do that. I mean.
0: I don't get it either. I sing. Yeah. I mean, at, at concerts, do you sing? No. I do. I sing everything. <laughs> I
1: try. Well, maybe to myself. But yeah, girls, I don't, I really yeah. don't understand the screaming thing, but it's, it's craziness. I mean, you know, you know, whenever this air, but in, this past weekend in, in May, BTS played the Rose Bowl. Oh, God. And right. It was just, it's just showing scream, your passion. It's just screaming. I was just reading the review on that, on, on the show. Yeah. And it's, this K pop is huge. And, but, yeah. But girls will, oh, generations upon generation. every generation will, find a new artist to scream at like these, these artists that they love screaming at.
0: I think you're just overwhelmed. Uh, when I think about that, it's just really funny that you just, you totally took me back. So seeing the Bay city rollers when I was in sixth grade and I was at the front, I'm sure I, I probably told this story at some point too. My friend's mom worked for the promoters and that's how we got our tickets. So we were actually, we got there early. We were in the front. It was the Santa Monica civic auditorium. I remember the screaming being so loud that you could barely hear the music, mm-hmm. which is weird when you think about it. You're right because you're there to hear the music, but I think you're so overwhelmed with with emotion, and and I can see how it overtakes you.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah. Just, it, and it just seems to be. I mean, I, not to put yeah. gender specific on it, but it, it does seem to always be girls that are screaming. Yeah. I don't how
0: boys. Uh, yeah, um,
1: boys react to well different ways <laughs> yeah. where they can, or it's just it's so emotional. Eardrum. Yeah, maybe that yeah, Maybe I, I really don't know. But there's, there is, there's always been that outlet of girls. I mean, from Frank Sinatra to BTS, it's Elvis. So, yeah, I mean, every you know, Elvis, Beatles, yeah. you know Stones, you know, Bay City Rollers, Sean <laughs> Cassidy. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, there's always been that the screaming girls. It's yeah. always been a thing, and it's not. Well, I it, might have been baffling now, to me. I'm yeah. sure there's some. I'm sure there's been some science. Science behind die. it, something behind. Yeah, I I, I don't know what it is, but it it's always there and it will always be there. I think.
0: Yeah, I I might have been the only girl screaming at Billy Idol like that. <laughs> Could have just well, been me. <laughs> well, no,
1: I'm sure there were other. I mean, because it's it it seems to feed off each other. Like someone's screaming and then it just kind of built into more screams. I yeah. mean, even at uh, I, you know when I saw Taylor Swift with my girls, they were they were still screaming. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, mean, I
0: guess so. She, it's 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 emotional when you're seeing your favorite artist.
1: That's how they let the yeah. girls let it out, I Yeah. Guess. yeah. Crazy. Anyway, back to Billy Idol <laughs> as we're talking Billy Idol exclusively yeah. here. My favorite tweet from, uh, from Billy Idol came on um, Harry and Meghan's wedding day when he says, looks like a lovely day in UK for Harry and Meghan's wedding. Hashtag royal wedding.
0: Isn't that sweet?
1: Well see. You think it drove sarcastic? it drove everybody crazy. He's like looks like a lovely day, isn't it? A nice day for a white wedding. You know, people were like, "Why didn't you tweet that out?" <laughs> and he just said, "No, looks like a lovely day in UK for Harry and Meghan's wedding." No. Oh, you know, like people were going crazy like, "Billy, how
0: could you do?" That's funny. That's really funny. It
1: was uh, yes, very funny. And So, yeah, he he exploded the the internet, the internet with the that tweet. By the way, speaking of Harry and Meghan, and it is, uh, we're recording this on May 6th. I just saw that uh, they had their baby boy. So congratulations to them.
0: Congratulations. The
1: the new baby is Queen Elizabeth's eighth great grandchild and the seventh in line to the British throne. (laughs) Congratulations. This baby's got more money than I will ever see in in 10 lifetimes. Probably more
0: notoriety.
1: Yes, indeed. They don't have a, a, as of this (laughs) podcast, he doesn't have a name yet.
0: That's a boy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, lovely day for yes. for this boy. For, child, for childbirth. For a, for a Lovely day for this childbirth. All right. So, uh, let's uh, move on. 23. 23. Oh, more UK. XCC. Senses working overtime.
0: Yes. Okay. From English settlement.
1: Quiz time. Name the five senses. Uh, <laughs> wait. Put you on the the five senses? Yes.
0: Oh, C C C
1: D E. Here. All right.
0: Touch. Smell, yes. See, hear, touch, smell.
1: Hmm. One more.
0: Feel. I don't know what it's like. Ta- taste. Taste. Yes. How could I forget that? Well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good.
1: There you go.
0: Because my senses are not working overtime. Of course. <laughs>
1: Of course, as I went on Wikipedia, they listed others, the other senses that you have, Oh which I'm not even going to get into that. I was like, oh my God, there's it's like, there's more planets now or there's less planets.
0: Less planets. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I can't keep track.
0: What's one other sense?
1: All right. I will stay. there's balance and acceleration. There's temperature. No. There, there is pain, sexual stimulation. No. There's, yeah. all right. Fuck Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> wow. There you go. How about that? So since it's working over time, a great, uh, great pop song.
0: Yes. F- yes. And yes, definitely still on the list. For sure. Yeah, it's funny. So the I don't know who directed the video. It was filmed at half speed and then slowed down.
1: Does that make it move faster?
0: If it's filmed at half speed and then slowed down would make it like quarter speed. <laughs> okay. And then it says that the half speed idea was used a lot since then but I think we were the first ones to do it. That was what Andy, Andy Partridge said.
1: XCC. Um, a band that hopefully time will not forget. No. Because they will not tour anymore because Andrew, Andrew, Andy Partridge <laughs> refuses to play.
0: Yeah. He's a stage fright. He, yes, he does. Yeah.
1: But he loves the studio. He just yeah. I think he just produced uh, Monkeys' last album. Oh, really? Yeah, he did a couple oh. songs on there, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I, they won't be forgotten. <laughs>
1: okay. Good.
0: No, I mean, uh, yeah, time will not... Forget them. I think. I
1: hope so. Yeah.
0: All right, number twenty-two. Tell me, Dave. Take it away.
1: Uh, B fifty-two is "Nip It In The Bud." Um,
0: I'm guessing this is the one that fell off.
1: Of course, yes, yes. Nobody knows "Nip It In The Bud" by the B fifty-two, <laughs> but you do. Mesopotamia is the album or the EP, I believe it was.
0: Uh, Mesopotamia was an EP. I,
1: uh, I
0: think. I think so.
1: I'm not sure for sure. Huh. For sure, for sure.
0: Okay. For sure, for sure.
1: Yeah. But I, um, I mean, I listen to it. It's its a good song, but it's not like I'm sure when they play in town, they're not going to play Nip It in the Bud.
0: It's not what the fans are waiting for. No, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> they are playing this summer, as they always do.
0: Yeah, they are. They're playing. Uh, the Bill has two other artists, right?
1: The Which one? What was that? I
0: can't remember. Doesn't they, aren't oh. they playing with two other artists?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I picked, I just, I saw they're playing in Orange County, Pacific Amphitheater. Yeah. It just caught my attention because the, the band that's opening up is called, is uh, Dead Man's Party.
0: A tri- oh. <laughs> it's a
1: tribute band, which is kind of really funny. Like a tribute band opening up for, I don't know. For the B-52s. For the B-52s. Oingo, boingo, open up open for the B-52s. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not indeed
0: that's funny this this uh, somebody had, had coined the term or or it said that they evoked a thrift shop aesthetic
1: oh for yeah it's pretty
0: descriptive yeah oh it yeah is. Yeah. It, oh, I yeah i would say that. that
1: well yeah that's that's legit i mean they, that's yeah. where they that's where they went shopping that's yeah what you can afford and it was always uh i mean it still is but you you ever go thrift store shopping
0: oh uh, very often yeah
1: i mean you can always but there's always like weird clothing items that you can pick up you could you can you definitely get your own uh, style. Your thrift your thrift own store. thrift shop aesthetic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, yes. but yeah, but yeah, work for the obviously still works for the B fifty two. That's another like fashion statement that they they've stuck with. Oh yeah, I mean that's memorable. That was part of part of why they're memorable is their their look as well as their sound.
0: The Beehive. Yeah. Yeah, they're very distinctive.
1: Still a party when you go see their shows,
0: which I haven't seen them in.
1: Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Yeah. But yeah, you go and you like you know what you're. This is one of those bands where you know where what you're going to get
0: exactly, which is pleasing. <laughs> so, it is I mean, go uh, sometimes
1: to B, go to a B52 show, it's pleasing. But yeah, I know what you mean
0: when you go to a show like that, and you you you. There are shows that you don't. You know, you you want to hear some of their new stuff, or you want to. You know, it doesn't. You described a show once. I think it was Ray LaMontagne. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? He said you go and you don't really know any of the music. You're just really going to hear him, something like that. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say that?
1: That, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> I believe it is. Whatever I agree. said, I agree with that. So there are
0: shows like, – <laughs> you agree with yourself. There are shows like that and then like this, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yes. Which is great. But Right. Yeah.
1: I, I think – yes, you are uh, – <laughs> I do agree <laughs> See, with I that. See, I listen to you. I, oh, very good. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Uh, okay, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode with uh, Peter Gabriel, Shock the Monkey. From security is there anything like this song i mean anywhere no no
0: <laughs> no no
1: and actually i think it's it progressed from i mean i think this was a song like when it probably first came out even though it was even though you know he used to play in genesis and so there was interest uh, you know for like yeah. kls or kmt to play it i don't Didn't i don't fit. necessarily think they would play this song but now i think they they probably do like its age, it was so ahead of its time that I think, you know, like this is something that K-Rock embrace. At the time. At the time. But, you know, and, and KLOS, KMT was like, oh, no, this is not This is not our type of music. This a is little not too arty. This, is, this is not rock music. Yeah. Of the time. But now it clearly is. And, you know.
0: Because Peter Gabriel is respected as a, you know, as a rock artist who embodies, you know, everything. I mean, art, rock and roll is some great, you know.
1: Yeah, phenomenal.
0: Yeah. He's got to be an interesting person. Yeah. But you're right. You made just made a point about um, breaking away from Genesis, mm-hmm. how you have this expectation like you did with Peter Gabriel. Yeah. I mean, sorry, with um, Phil Collins. Oh, right. And you got it. I mean, he was... Well, I mean, oh, right. he went to pop stations, but also you hear Phil Collins on rock stations. But this was really, you know, he's an artist, Peter Gabriel.
1: Yeah, not just musically, just um, visually. He, he encapsulated, uh, you know, so many different styles of, you know, through his music. Uh, he was one of the first to really embrace video, stage performing. Yeah. Like, like unique, really, you know, yeah. at the time, bizarre, <laughs> bizarre uh, uh, stage presence. But even to this day, he's he's always changing the sounds of his of like his old songs or, or and doing stage productions of his yeah of his music and it's it's great, just visually stunning and musically it's amazing and yeah, anytime he he comes out on tours, it's it's worth seeing.
0: I don't know if I've seen him. I don't think oh, I've really? ever seen him. But I know, I mean, I you know, I read enough about him and I listen to it to his music. There are certain artists that are are like the way you described it, like Laurie Anderson mm-hmm. or. Even Lou Reed, you know, that are like artists, you know, as much as musicians, and so that doesn't. Nothing you said about the way his shows are surprised me and how he changes right. it up
1: and yeah, know. always, always something different. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess David Byrne also comes to mind. Like yeah, he's always totally. Yeah, like the presentation of his shows always changes. He's always he puts a lot of thought into everything that he presents, and yeah. I, I really admire that. He's he's just he's still to this day. I think you know if he puts something out or if he tours. He's going to put on some sort of unique spin that has not been done <laughs> in previous tours. Yeah. So,
0: and uh, he's going to be up there now. Is he? Gonna, is he? Yeah. Like,
1: he, yeah. He's he's probably well. He's probably 70s? in his seventies. Yeah. 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 Like you know, probably same age as uh, as Brian Ferry.
0: You know, the song only went to well. I guess it does make sense. Went to number twenty nine here.
1: Like uh, it was it eighty six when So came out. That's that's yeah. the that's when he broke broke to the mainstream.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it was always. I mean. He was always an art rocker, kind of, I think he was kind of viewed as an art rocker, but this was kind of moving in different direction and uh, moving in a different direction, making amazing music that holds up to this day.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, this So this song uh, is sometimes mistaken as a song about shock therapy, but he himself has said it's a song about jealousy. I think we think it's about shock therapy because of the video. <laughs> I Remember the video?
1: Now, as I talk about how amazing his videos are, I can't remember the. the I, yeah. I, I, I can I, only I,
0: picture the, you know, shot the monkey. <laughs> exactly. So we'll have to we we'll to look at that one too. We're gonna have a video viewing party after this.
1: Sounds great. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up this episode as we. Uh, so that was number twenty-one. We next week we'll go into number twenty. Hopefully, I, I have no idea when this is going to air. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> should, should, At some point. Sometime. Sometime in June
0: probably. Yeah. Maybe that
1: uh, that uh, Megan's baby will have a name by then.
0: Yeah, and we'll be we'll be happy to report it to you. Oh, yeah. Oh no, you're asking me. That, I am
1: asking you the question.
0: Yeah, we're going to the rock and roll the 1980s rock and roll quiz deck.
1: All right. Here we go. I don't know why I'm mixing this up. It doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's, you know, I won't necessarily be able to answer any of the questions. Sure you will. Just kidding. You got this. Some
1: of them. All right. Here we go. I got this. You got this all right oh good okay Um, which of the following 80s hip hop artists originated the west coast gangsta rap genre okay so west coast it's what we live on ready A. Grandmaster Flash B. LL Cool J C. Run DMC or D. NWA
0: NWA
1: oh are you sure is that your final answer
0: that's my final answer Okay. Am I wrong? You? <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> you are
1: correct. Of course you're correct. Um, NWA, or uh, yes, NWA, <laughs> released the influential, highly charged album Straight Out of Compton in 1989. In it, the group's members, then Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, Ice Cube, and MC Wren, employed controversial lyrics, seen by some as advocating violence, to paint a grim and gritty picture of life police brutality, racial profiling, gang hits in predominantly black cent- South Central Los Angeles. Um, and then it talks about the others. Uh, born in Barbados, raised in the Bronx, Grandmaster Flash, father of the scratch, pioneered New York's DJ scene, developing non now standard dual turntable techniques recorded in 1983. His Great Messages is considered an old school hip hop classic. Queens-based Run-DMC, Joseph Run-Simmons, Daryl DMC McDaniels, and Jason Jam, Master J, Mizell, brought hip-hop into the commercial mainstream with their self-titled 1984 debut. Also from Queens, LL Cool J recorded the classic radio the classic radio in
0: 1985.
1: <laughs> Can't live without my radio. Followed by the number three charting Bigger and Deafer in 1987.
0: Did you see... Um, Straight
1: Outta Compton? Straight Outta Compton? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That was... Fabulous!
1: Yeah, I know we're in like a like a heyday of uh, biographies. Are yeah. gonna, you gonna see Rocket Man?
0: Of course. Yeah, that should be good. It should be interesting. Interesting mm-hmm. because uh, it's they call it a fantasy. What is it? Fantasy based in reality, something like that. Oh, I had no so idea. It's, yeah, there's a fantasy element to it too. Good. Yeah. Okay,
1: because my beef with Bohemian Rhapsody was it st- was too straightforward for me. Yeah, for that's my your taste. problem
0: with that. I, I like that. That's fine. <laughs> it was per- straightforward. It's, per- it's
1: perfectly fine, but this this might be yeah. this might be interesting. Oh. No, it, I I that's uh, good to hear. Yeah, that it's not going to to be like A straight ahead. We we're going from A to A to Z, or you know, Z to A,
0: whatever. Or um, 100 to, uh one hundred to one. Yes, yeah, the
1: way we do things. Yeah, yeah. we like yeah. We go straight. <laughs> we should just mix it up. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, wrap up another episode, another successful, thrilling conclusion to, uh, well, we're not concluding, but we
0: We're concluding this, this epi- episode this of What episode. Difference Does It Make?
1: Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, you want to reach us, uh, Holly, at WDDIMpodcast.com.
0: Or Dave, at WDDIMpodcast.com. You can tweet us at WDDIMpodcast. You can follow us on Instagram, WDDIMpodcast. You can like us on Facebook you can find the episodes there too.
1: Yeah. Can I just say, I love the things you've been posting on Instagram. I love those photos and I love, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of, it's kind of fun just to see those photos. Yeah. Your
0: mom's picture is, is adorable. Your mom is beautiful.
1: Oh, I thank you very much. You're welcome. And yours as well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, uh, Adam Math is also adorable. Oh yes, So yeah, I'd love to see those photos too.
0: So check out Instagram. You'll see more Adam
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. So until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later.
0: Over and out.
3: What would you do to achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money? 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> my mom and dad. My mom and my dad. The crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th.